Welcome back to another episode of Paranormal Pundits. Mm-hmm. Joined by my wonderful co-host, uh, Sarthak, the goat care, and uh, Sumer, the truest one, Verma. The truest one, Verma. Yep. Let's, let's see what's been happening in Yeah, some uh, interest, interesting new developments with the congressional UFO stuff. Um, a couple of the congressmen that were working on it, they're like, oh, we got approved for a skiff which mm-hmm. is like this confidential uh, building in a Congress where they can actually receive like super classified information. SCIF? Yeah, it's called an SCIF. I don't know what the full form of SCIF is. It's like something... Com- scientific something? No, it's like no, not scientific. Like compartment, compartmentalized information something. Okay. That's what it stands for. So like apparently you can only give classified info in those specific boxes. They don't have any connection to the internet and stuff. Makes sense. Yeah. So apparently David Grush, the guy that made uh the uh did the congressional testimony in June. Yeah. Uh they took away his security clearance after he did that, but apparently talk more uh, into the mic. Apparently they are allowing him to do a skiff with these congressional members in December. Okay. Yeah. And so is the inspector general. Uh, okay. Who's going to be giving a skiff in uh, December. So, you know, should be interesting. It's moving along. Yeah, and then uh, they're also about to start debating uh, the the UFO bill that was included in the defense uh, bill that they're going to be debating, the defense budget for next year. Exciting news. Yep. Okay. Exciting news. So that's the update on the congressional yeah. hearing that happened, what, three months ago now? Uh, yeah, it happened in July, right? July 26th. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. that July, sounds about right. Yeah, July 26th is when it happened. The AARO, the Pentagon's UAP office, they also released their report. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put in some more orbs and shit people have been seeing online, um, some more military sightings, and they've actually created an official place now uh, where government workers can report UFO sightings. So there's a forum? Yeah, so they're, they've actually created a formalized place where government workers can upload their sightings. Okay, so things seem like they're moving in like more of like a disclosure. Exactly. See, that's why, although we've discussed this in the past, I just feel like after 75 years of denial, the government actively doing this is a little suspicious. Now, yeah. it could be just them getting ready uh, to say that, we discovered this super secret new technology or super advanced technology, and we were just trying to hide it mm-hmm. and test it. It could be that. Mm-hmm. But then for 75 years, I don't think the government would have something and just not use it. You should talk more into the mic. And not use it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we've covered that before. But today, what I really wanted to get into was legitimate sources of evidence we already might have of uh, extraterrestrial life. Now, I'm not talking about intelligent extraterrestrial life. I'm talking about just life on other planets. So, Are you talking about like... Microbial life. Okay. Microbial life or any other evidence of some kind of life from outer space. So I just want to test some extremely plausible pieces of evidence that actual scientists have recorded. Pull this that is, cord a little closer to you. Uh, that actual scientists have recorded. So I just wanted to cover that. Okay. So just to, you know, because while we do cover, we're considered the paranormal pundits, even though we don't talk about ghosts that don't Mm -hmm. exist. Ghosts don't exist. Yep. 
Um, I don't know where I stand on that, but yeah, ghosts don't. I don't exist. think they exist. Ghosts don't exist. Okay, yeah. Um, they could be aliens, <laughs> but, uh, but we're not. We're not talking about that today. Okay, 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 okay. But yeah, so today I just wanted to talk about some very plausible pieces of evidence that scientists have actually discussed. Now these haven't been confirmed. They're actually simply unknown. We don't know what the true meaning of these pieces of evidence are. So I just want to, there are about five different topics I want to discuss. Um, they're mostly scientific mm-hmm. and then some of them are a little more speculative, but uh, some of these are actual things we've recorded in the past. Yeah. So, also, by the way, before we start, we got a new sign. So we're alien crossing y'all. Yeah. We're this is the alien crossing. Uh, well, this is paranormal pundits, but where we record is called the alien crossing. Uh, so yeah, we're moving along with our set design. Yeah, and our uh, this actually. If you want to support us, Venmo us. Yes, Venmo <laughs> me, please. No, uh, we'll we'll share a way for you to help us if you want to ever help produce, uh, so we can make more episodes and talk more about alien. Yeah, we're alien also moving shit. to a new studio, guys. So yeah, we'll be we'll be changing some studio sets uh, until we finalize on one. Yes, uh, keep that. Uh, keep your eye. Yeah, that so we watch might our be, YouTube. Go on YouTube, subscribe, like on YouTube paranormal as well, pundits. If you're only listening to the audio, uh, but let's dive into these uh, scientific um, yeah, sightings. The, yeah. So the first thing I wanted to discuss were, uh, was a mission to Mars we had in the 70s. The Viking missions. Yes, yeah, so the Viking one and Viking two missions. Mm-hmm. So unlike the missions we have now to Mars, these weren't rovers. They were simply landers. They had some sensors on them to do some experiments and stuff. What do you mean by landers? Uh, so they just parachuted down to the surface. They didn't move. And just stayed still? Yes. Okay. So th- it, these were the Viking 1 and 2 missions. I believe it was... How they were retrieved? Huh? They haven't. They're, they're just they're, there. They're just there. We okay. just got that. We just have the sensor information, which is why, like, as I go along, you'll understand why we haven't confirmed some of this evidence they've uh, sensed. So... Uh, so the Viking one and two missions, I believe they were both launched in the seventies. I, I think seventy two and seventy four. Mm-hmm. But don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure if those were the years, but it was in the seventies. Mm-hmm. But so basically, both these landers carried a couple of biological experiments uh, to test the Martian soil, right? Yeah, uh, for like possible microbial activity. That was the, uh, and this was in the seventies. This is now, August twentieth, nineteen seventy five. Both when, of them, or when did the one, first one? First the, one. When was Viking the one? one seventy five. Okay. Uh, seventy five and Viking two mission was September 9th, 1975 uh, as well. So okay, it was, so it within like two weeks. Okay, so they were both. I got maybe they were on the same launch together. I think they just they were on the same launch together, but they landed in different areas of Could Mars. be. Yeah, so the first uh, one was August 20th, 1975 and the second one is September 9th. So that's like Yeah, I think they were yeah, probably on the same a little over mission. two weeks. Same mission, different areas of Mars. Okay. Uh so I don't remember if it was Viking It one. was a 5-year long mission. Yeah. It says, or it just says here, it's like nine uh, September ninth, nineteen seventy five to April eleventh, nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah. But basically, these missions were to test the Martian soil for any microbial activity. So people weren't really expecting anything to show up. Mm -hmm. But so they had this uh, one sensor called the gas chromo uh, chromat chromatograph. 
uh, mass spectrometer. The GCMS? Yeah. Okay. So this was basically designed to identify any molecules that were present in the Martian soil. So we know right now that the Martian soil is actually like really toxic. Mm-hmm. So it has this one particle in it called perchlorate. So it's a mixture of chlorine and something else. And it's really harmful to uh, biological substances. Okay. Uh, so we knew that was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we still wanted to test for microbial life. So once we landed there, actually, uh, they picked so up some... talking to the mic. They, I am talking to the mic. You're holding to the side right uh, here. Well, they were... Uh, so once they tested the soil, they actually... Uh, like the sensors found evidence of like uh, organic gases coming from the soil as they heated mm-hmm. it up. So, oh. so they, so they essentially, they heated up the soil that they uh, got into the lander yeah, and, and they heated it up to see if any gas came out. So basically if you burn an organic or some kind of, yeah, an organic molecule, mm-hmm. like maybe it's a, a microscopic, like piece of bacteria or just a microbe or something, mm-hmm. it releases a tiny amount of gas. Yeah, yeah. So we did this, and we they found in the sensor information evidence of this gas that only comes from microbial life. Okay. So, and then, but I mean, it, and, I, and both the landers uh, tested positive for this. But that's microbial life. That necessarily doesn't mean in. Like there's no, but that's the whole point. The no one's uh, NASA still hasn't admitted that it was. Uh, they they still so, have, they still haven't said they've discovered they they have evidence of microbial life, uh, but I think that's more because they're going to be sending up uh, missions to return soil samples. I think if we find evidence of microbial life, then I think then they will uh, admit to the public. I think the reason. So they found this and reported it to the public that the Viking missions actually discovered this kind of org- organic molecule. Yeah. But we, we st- they still haven't said... It, they basically said it's unconfirmed. So later studies suggested that... Have it, you read these studies? Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. So okay. So some other... Or did you just Wikipedia the studies? No, some of the other studies uh, said that uh, the positive reading could have happened just because the perchlorates react some sort of way... That releases a gas? Yeah. So they're not 100% sure what it was. Uh, they're basically like, if there was other kinds of non-actual like microbial life, but just organic material, not actual life, it could have reacted when we heated it up with the perchlorate and created that gas. I see. But that is still the strongest piece of evidence. We essentially have evidence, and uh, NASA is essentially... They don't want to confirm it. I know, I get it. Uh, science needs to be repeated, and those landers stopped working after a while. So we want to be 100% sure because we don't know what it is. But they're sending up return missions uh, to Mars in the next few years. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay. But, but still, uh, this was a positive reading in an actual craft we sent in the 70s that showed, yes... Uh, microbial life or organic molecules exist on Mars. So that's just an insane thing to think about. If you think about what Mars is right now, no atmosphere, like 0.3% of uh, Earth's like atmospheric pressure. So essentially mm-hmm. just the vacuum of space, just barely anything there and no magnetic field. So 
so much solar radiation that we get protected from. So imagine if life actually is able to survive there. That means there's microbial life is it can exist almost anywhere. Then if it can, uh, if microbial life yeah, already exists on Mars, that means it's everywhere. Yeah, because it will survive in and, colder temperatures yeah. more. So then, if it can already surpri- uh, survive in the near vacuum, and all that solar radiation, that that means that microbial life is a lot more resilient than we're giving it credit for, mm-hmm. and uh, it could be a lot more widespread than we understand it now. That's. Um I don't know. That's that's something. Yeah, it's I'm, a it's very I'm, interesting. It was a loss for words right there. I don't know why. It was just very like thinking about that there is uh, microbial life, like evidence to show that there's microbial life. Uh, you you want to know what's hilarious? So in the '90s, Bill Clinton, when he was in office, so there is a meteor they found uh, on Earth uh, that was from Mars, and. Uh, in the microscopic images, they thought a couple of these like tiny things on the rock were like fossilized microbes. And Bill Clinton literally went on the air. They're like, we've just, we've just, I can't do a Bill Clinton impression. Uh, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. There you go. That's pretty good uh, actually. But he went on CNN is like, we've discovered life. And this is a big thing. <laughs> Bill Clinton actually went and did this. <laughs> And then afterwards, they're like, oh, we don't think it was microbes anymore. <laughs> and I think this is also one reason that they've never... Uh, Confirmed it? Yeah. Because... Uh, Bill Clinton... So imagine if Donald Bill, Trump... Imagine if Donald Trump got this information. He probably has more information, doesn't he? Don't you think, I think he's he holding something? I think he would have said something, but I don't think they told him. I don't him. know. I feel like the man's pretty open with his words. Um, yeah, open to the Russians, selling them our secrets. I mean, I don't want to get into political talk here. That's not political. Eh, a little political. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I just thought that was really interesting. Like, Also, uh, what, what what's about this uh, NASA claiming 12 moon had walked on the moon, even though no one has ever played a game of baseball? NASA, uh, <laughs> no, this was just some stupid guy on Reddit. He's yeah. just like, oh, NASA claims 12 men have walked to the moon, but how can that be true if no one's ever played a game of baseball there? That doesn't even make sense as a logical point or logical claim. Just because someone's walked on the moon, why would they play a baseball game there? I don't know. I don't Are know. there even 12 men on a baseball team? I don't know anything about yeah, baseball. I don't know about baseball. I don't know about cricket. There's lone people on a cricket. Cricket team. is stupid. Well, I think it's quite good. Actually, the World Cup's going on right now. India's winning. Oh, We're yeah. up. Anyways. Uh, I digress. So, uh, next topic. What's the next? Oh yeah, the other topic I want to talk about is it just happened recently. So there's this scientist I forgot her name, but she basically predicted uh, that uh, in the upper atmosphere of Venus, because Venus is very inhospitable, so it's it's basically the opposite of Mars. So it's like. The amount of gas that's present in its atmosphere, so it, its atmospheric pressure is like 400 times that of Earth. So that mm-hmm. means if a person went there, they would get crushed with the atmospheric pressure. But, and because it's really, really hot, it's like 400 degrees mm-hmm. uh, on the surface of Venus, like mm-hmm. extremely hot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's this scientist, She's basically, she basically theorized that the upper atmosphere of Venus is actually like about 70 degrees 
It's mm-hmm. actually very, it's like very earth-like, the upper atmosphere. Um, and she's basically like some organic molecules uh, called phosphine, which are basically biomarkers for uh, possible organic life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could exist in the upper atmosphere. And then they actually did a like spec, uh, they used a spectra, like a gas spectrometer. And uh, in 2020 or 2021, they actually found evidence of this phosphine in Venus's atmosphere. And, uh, and this phosphine usually on earth. So we don't know if it's a different process that's creating this on Mars, but on earth, phosphine is only released by organic molecules. Okay. Yeah. So that suggests that there's life in the upper layer yeah, that, that of guy. atmosphere. So right now they're still confirming whether it is some <clears throat> scientists disagree with the hypothesis. Some scientists are like, it could just be something else generating this phosphine like gas. What? Uh, no, some, some unknown process we don't know. Hmm. Because but somehow that their outer layer just yeah. generates and creates. Yeah. A- because like, if you think about it, like how else could... If the rest of Venus is so inhospitable, how could just organic life be up there, right? But yeah. some scientists think that in the past, Venus was more hospitable. It wasn't always this hot. It was more Earth-like uh, in the early uh, early solar system. I mean, that would probably make sense in like early on that it's colder. Yeah. And then... The sun has gotten hotter yeah. since then. So, yeah... Um, yeah, so that was another thing also kind of related to the Viking missions uh, just because uh, it was all, also another piece of evidence for an organic molecule, um, but we still haven't confirmed it. It's still under, you know, it's under observation and study. Okay. But, you know, these are two, uh, these two uh, pieces of evidence already show that I think life is a lot more likely than we're expecting it to be. I, I think, think it's so, a lot. Man. I, I don't, don't know. know about intelligent life, but I do, uh, like, I do believe that life is a lot more resilient than we give it credit for. If you look at the tardigrades, they're these microscopic animals. I believe they're like the smallest animal. And we've taken them up to the ISS. We've put them out in the vacuum of space and they survived that shit. So... You know, I think life is very resilient. I and, agree. I yeah. think life finds a way. I think we're going to find. I think when we go to Mars, once they send sample return mission, uh, sample missions, and bring them back, I I do believe that we're going to confirm evidence of microbial life on Mars. I do believe that's going to happen. And uh, then, okay, then the question is: Is that uh, microbial life ever evolved into something else and died? and stayed that way or I mean, is it is it has there ever been any like evo- evolution but no that that's actually a theory it's called panspermia uh basically they think that uh like there could be an asteroid that hit mars with all this when it, it was more earth-like in the past mm-hmm. like a few billion years ago when it might have had more life yeah. an asteroid might have hit it and then the asteroid traveled with that life to an earth without life and then planted that life on earth. That's called panspermia. That's a theory of how life came onto earth. Cause technically right now we don't really know how life fully started uh, on earth. It's called abiogenesis, 
but it's still a study and we don't you don't buy into the adam and eve uh let's not get into that <laughs> okay but uh i just it, couldn't help myself but yeah yeah so i mean that's like it life on earth i feel like has to have come in some shape or form from out, outer space like there's no way with this globe just this sphere just chilling in the middle of space and so much going on around us that never has like like outer things interfered with this planet right here and i think that I and mean, that's how the moon was formed yeah exactly there's how a lot of things in the universe are formed and they're just it's very ignorant i feel like to just say that uh that's not true or that cannot happen yeah uh, like this is it uh we're the only ones yeah i mean that's uh that's the rare earth hypothesis which i don't really agree with what do you think happened um i think we're in the zoo hypothesis oh i think we discussed this on our first or episode that's coming out this and i truly episode. believe that um i can't fully get behind it i think we haven't found evidence uh of life out in space because they're stopping us from there's it. like a, it, i could go like really like layered like that how if it's a zoo hypothesis hey, we're living in the world's largest truman show we're all in the truman show it's a great movie i like that movie yeah i don't i don't know i can't fully get behind it it just what doesn't make sense i mean if you think about it like uh, in star trek they had the prime directive uh which is basically like the federation they can't interfere with uh like civilizations that are still evolving they can't go and give them new technology so like that could be a thing but then if they cannot go and give them new technology how does the congressional hearing with like technology that we haven't found doesn't make sense why yeah would they come in that's why star trek isn't true i know it's a movie yeah so but i'm just saying that's why the zoo hypothesis could be true yeah but i, don't, I can't get behind it it's just this I feel like it's more universe. I feel like it's more random. It's just what that it's just, that's what the universe is. It's just random. I kind of disagree. I don't, everything I, is I don't, disorganized in the universe. It's not really disorganized. Our solar system, it used to be disorganized. Yes, but I'm saying like, but right now it's in harmony. What's the law of entro- entropy? Isn't that something like the most things in the universe are uh, disorganized? Yeah, or but they like that? get more organized over time. Uh, yes, they get more organized. Like over the time. Big Bang, it was. That, a, that's why I think life on Earth is like an. It's definitely an accident, but it's like some chain of chemical reactions of whatever. Like maybe let's say the hypothesis. Well, did you just take, bro? Yeah, abiogenesis. So basically, abiogenesis did you is. Just hit your vape on the pie. It's uh it's nicotine, bro. I know, but it's just so funny. I didn't uh, even notice. Sorry. But it's Sorry it's abiogen. So the the theory that life just started on Earth is called abiogenesis. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, water came to Earth and a bunch of shit happened. There were a bunch of random molecules, and then some people think that lightning struck this part, this like pool of water with all these organic molecules, and the lightning basically jump started it all. And these mm. organic molecules turned into more complex molecules uh, and eventually evolved into life. Yeah, I mean, that's um, like that makes more sense to me than the zoo hypothesis, I'd say so. What about panspermia? 
Panspermia is also a good one where I feel like, I mean, it could make sense that there was like asteroid showers and uh, Mars and Earth were both in the zone and both got hit. It's kind of, it's hard for me to be like, okay, it hit Mars and then it hit Earth. No, but we have a lot of evidence of rocks from Mars on Earth, which could have only happened that way. They're, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. They're somehow. called Martian meteorites, if, so we found yeah, a bunch of them. If, like, there's an asteroid going by or something like that. Hits just, Earth. The impact is so yeah. large, it could just end up in orbit for millions and millions of years and then just end up on Earth later. True, true, true debris from Mars. It doesn't, yeah, Earth didn't even have to be hit in the same meteor. Okay, shower. and now that we talk about some microbial life, yeah, let's talk about uh, some more signals that we've received. So, so let's wow. talk about the wow signal first. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, so we so we have SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Ohio, uh, it's those uh, you know those giant radio telescopes where we try and find evidence of uh, radio signals from. Intelligent life, maybe. Mm-hmm. So in 1977, mm-hmm. there was this thing called the wow signal. Mm-hmm. And it was, it lasted like... Wait, 1987? Uh, 1977. Uh, and it lasted over a minute. And it was the most... seconds. It was the most organized and like it, it legitimately seemed like an actual form of communication. And the, the way they actually wrote it, call it the wow signal is the scientist who observed it uh, on like the radio that was recording it. He circled on the uh, radio. He just said, wow, next to it. Um, so this was the most organized message we've actually released, uh, gotten from SETI. And we actually then pointed all uh all of the telescopes in the direction it came from, but we actually haven't heard it again since then. But actually, uh, one interesting thing is uh, there are a couple star systems, uh, a couple star systems, star systems, star systems in the direction that the wow signal came from. And recently we found that a couple of them might have exoplanets in their habitable zones. Oh, wow. Wow. Literally. Wow. Yeah. So those are, uh, we're still getting better at finding exoplanets, but a couple of those star systems, I don't remember the name. I don't remember the name of the constellation, the wow signal Sagittarius. came Sagittarius. Yeah, Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so a couple of the star systems speculated could have some ex- habitable exoplanets. Is ET phoning us from Proxima Centauri? No, but no, Centauri, the, sorry. but Proxima Centauri is too close to us. That's the closest star to us. 4.6 light years away. That's the one we can still theoretically get that's to. A, that's crazy. Yeah. We can still theoretically get to that within our lifetimes. So they're actually working on... Uh, our some, lifetime? Yeah. It'll lifetime take about... Like 90 or something? It'll take, yeah, it'll take about 50 years to get there. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah. So Alien we, bacteria might live in the clouds of Venus. We cover that. Yeah. Yeah. So the wow signal is really interesting. It's the most legitimate actual radio signal we've gotten. But, you know, that's my issue with SETI. I, I do think they should have more uh, funding. I think a lot of science should have more funding. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Instead but, of other places. Yeah. Um, but I do think that this is the most legitimate and almost only big form of uh, evidence SETI has gotten 
in its uh, lifetime. But that's also the issue that we're assuming that aliens will also want to talk to us. No, that they will be, that will be sending signals using a radio. We don't know. Like if there's something else besides radio, uh, they can talk us through. So we basically use radio because there's like a baseline emission uh, Mm -hmm. spectrum and uh, this isn't like the regular radios that yeah, no. you see. So there's a very specific mm-hmm. uh, type of radio, like wave we listen to, mm-hmm. and uh, certain frequency. Yeah, scientists theorize that if there was another intelligent species, that they would also use this specific frequency. But I don't really agree with that. Why? I'm like, what do you think it, they would communicate? If with? they're already way smarter than us, then. But uh, the thing here's the thing with like the way smarter than us thing i think if they are smarter than us they would have to have evolved to get to that point which would mean that they probably crossed paths with our level of intelligence and then got to a point where they are surpassed it makes sense so you think they might they might know that we're using radio yes and that would uh kind of go back to like going into that would uh almost uh, accompany your zoo hypothesis yeah because that would mean that okay they know they just choose not to um but it says here that the signal was for only 72 seconds and they've never been able to replicate it though they've never been able to find it again it's kind of like okay i don't know but they've never even been able to find anything similar to that yeah, no other signals. Yeah, so that's so, why it's interesting. They haven't even found anything similar to how that signal sounded. It doesn't prove anything. No, though. yeah, of course, none, none of these. Even the Viking doesn't prove anything. The but, Viking but these are just anything, plausible yeah. pieces of evidence that but don't have answers. What do you think answers. those can be? Those, do you think those can be like errors in systems that are recording them? Or? But both the Viking landers got it. That's the thing. Both Viking yeah, landers. But both were launched within like two weeks. So it's very plausible that if no, the one had a defect. They tested these things before, bro. Yeah, and but both, like tests can also, like if you don't cover all your edge cases. Okay, but these are NASA scientists. I trust them. I, I definitely, but, no, but, but, but it's still like but, plausible. But bro, the likely, that's also just likelihood of two sensors incorrectly uh, sensing something wrong is just as like not likely as it sensing microbial life, yes. right? Yes. Both sensors being off, because then because other stuff in the sensors also worked perfectly fine. So unless these were both false mm-hmm. readings, and we or we just don't know what the readings meant, and they came up as positives, so it could be like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then the other thing I want to talk to is a little more recent, but similar to uh, um, similar to the wow signal. They're called FRBs. They're called fast radio bursts. So yeah. we've, we've been hearing about that. We've been seeing them and hearing them in our uh, radio telescope since 2007. And they only last, these are signals that only last a few milliseconds to a couple seconds. And uh, we don't, we still don't, we have no idea what they are, but we get them all the time actually. Uh, scientists discover these FRBs constantly. And uh, there are a few different theories of what they could be. They could be uh, this type of neutron star called a pulsar. Yeah. Uh, And they're basically just neutron stars that spin really fast and release high amounts of radiation. Okay. Uh, So- Spin bursts. uh, Yeah. 
Okay. It basically spin around and just release yeah. a shit ton of radiation. Okay. And those could be a possible source of the FRBs. Or I think that black holes. Uh, it could be black holes, but I think neutron stars probably. Uh, neutron stars. So they're something called a pulsar, mm-hmm. and then there's something called a magnetar. So these are real. These are both very. They both spin hella fast. Yeah. And they create a shit ton of radiation. Okay. And. Uh, those could be possible causes of FRBs. Um, but some scientists think that could be like signals from advanced civilizations. Uh, yeah. So like what, one interesting thing is uh, they think uh, uh, they think that aliens could be using like stars or these pulsars to communicate with each other across vast distances. So it's like, say, for example, uh, your car is lost in the desert. Say yeah. they have a spaceship or something lost some, yeah. somewhere in space. Uh, they could be using these pulsars to send radio signals, to try and communicate like a car alarm. That's like one speculative mm. method of why it could be an intelligent uh, civilization. Mm. Maybe. I mean... No, I'm not. Look, you're thinking that I'm saying that it is. I know. I'm not saying no, that. I know you're not. But, but, but scientists, I don't think I believe. Okay, but you don't have to believe. Scientists don't know how they're being caused. So that's why you have other scientists giving other explanations. True. Because we don't have any conventional way, uh, no conventional uh, pieces it's of scientific the thought, wisdom. It's the idea of thinking about another like civilization trying to, do, like, it's their car alarm. It, like a spaceship alarm or just a way spaceship to communicate, alarm. not a car alarm. I know it's just um, because, you know, communicating over stellar distances is very difficult. It is very difficult. You have to do it. In so you can that- use something like a star or a neutron star that uh, releases a shit ton of radiation mm-hmm. uh, to do that communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. The whole point of this okay. is there's no explanation for some of these phenomena. Scientists have some theories, but intelligent life is also one of these theories. That's why we're doing this episode to talk about legitimate things in science that have not been explained, yeah, but could be a result of they a, have evidence to yes, but they're unanswered questions. They're open questions. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to just get my mind around like it being in an. Uh, Civilized, like intelligent civilization. It's okay, bro. It's because you're not an intelligent civilization. <laughs> God damn. <sorry. laughs> Fuck you. Boom. Roasted. This is going on YouTube. Yeah. You high five the camera. They just high five me. Nobody high five. They just high five me. If back. you high five, comment that you high five. And if you did not high five, please comment that you did not high five and familiar. Just look like a dumbass. No. Okay. Well, let's move on to like the next topic, which is this uh, signal. Uh, or not signal, but this mysterious oh, yeah. object that passed by. I, have we years talked ago. about Umuamua? I, I think, think we talked about it in the second episode. Uh, I think we touched on it. It might have been on the first episode. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, in are you just going to talk about it again, or was there something else? 
Because if we want, if you were just gonna talk about it to like mention it, we've talked about it already. Okay. Well. Uh, oh well. Uh, just uh, transitioning from that, but also related. So the guy who talked about uh, Oumuamua, yeah. Avi Loeb, the Harvard Harvard astronomer, he started the Galileo project. Okay, and they are actually releasing a paper on these metal metal balls they found in the Indian Ocean. Uh, this summer, they're releasing a paper of whether these uh, are like naturally made or uh, artificially made. made because we uh, because basically there was something that crashed in the Indian Ocean a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year it was, but then they knew where exactly it crashed, and they knew it wasn't based on the trajectory that it wasn't from the solar system. So it was an extrasolar object that crashed into Earth. Uh, but on uh, in the Indian Ocean, yes. So it was a, something extrasolar uh, that crashed into Earth, and uh, they there there was something like these circular metal spherical metal beads that came from it, uh, and uh, they are basic. And uh, he's releasing uh, the study soon, and this is a Harvard funded study by the Galileo Project. Wait. Since I think we last recorded, or um, I don't know, I don't know. We've never talked about the the moon landing. What about the moon landing? India's uh, uh, rover, or not rover? Sorry. What does that have uh, to do with Chandrayaan? The, what does that have to do with the? I don't know. You, they might find something. That Reddit guy said that there's uh, more footprints on uh, Mars. Or not Mars, sorry, Moon. Twelve men on the Moon. Twelve men on the Moon. But they're not even like they didn't even go close to where the people went on the Moon landings. I know they didn't, but I'm saying they went to the South Pole. Yeah, they landed on the south side of the Moon. Do you have any take on that? Do you have any? Uh, Not really. Not really. No. You don't think aliens hide on the south side of uh, no? The Moon is too cold and has too vast. I don't know. I'm just. Asking questions. The, swi- the energy swings on the moon are too fast. I'm it's very inhospitable. Or we here. could be like, you know, uh, I don't know if you watched this disaster movie by Roland Emmerich that came out last no. year called Moonfall, where they basically are like, the moon isn't real. It's an artificial object created by aliens. And what? the outside of it is basically fake. Bro, and what? it's basically like uh, just a thing created by an AI. Bro, what? Yeah, that was the entire movie. It's called Moonfall. It was terrible. It was by the same guy that made that movie 2012. Like the disaster movies. Yeah. So that movie, I think, scarred me as a kid. That movie was ridiculous. Yeah. They're like, oh, the neutrinos are reacting. Uh, Guess what? Neutrinos are particles that don't react with anything. And they still don't don't react with anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the neutrinos are reacting and they're making the Earth's crust get replaced. It doesn't even make any sense. Because why would neutrinos just randomly start reacting? After not reacting, I don't know something they're, triggered. They're massless particles. I mean, I don't debate me. I didn't make the movie, bro. Fuck. Okay. okay what's the next topic? Last um, topic that you wanted to talk about? The UAPs, just in general. Or you oh have yeah, UAPs listed here. Yeah. So now let's get a little more speculative now. Okay, let's do that. I like that part more. So let's do that. So, you know. Uh, we've talked about UFOs a little. So there's this journalist uh, named Ross Coltart. I feel like we might have mentioned him once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, 
so he was, he's been really involved with all this. Uh, he's been getting interviewed by, and he's an Australian journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's released a couple documentaries on this. He's like a legitimate Australian journalist too. Like he used to cover wars and stuff for them. Mm-hmm. And now he's covering UFOs, which I think is funny. I'm like, did he get demoted or something? How'd he land on this? But he's, I think he's making a lot of money from the books. Okay. But anyway, he <clears throat> said, uh, that he claimed, so he has a high level source in the US government mm-hmm. that says that a US ally, there's a large building uh, like within a US ally's country mm-hmm. or territory that supposedly surrounds a giant crashed UFO. It's a, apparently there's a giant UFO somewhere and they've basically created a building around it. And he said, hide it. Yeah. But we don't know which ally. He didn't, he didn't say he's like, I can't reveal his book. No, he said it. It was doing an interview. Okay. And, uh, that's very mysterious. Yeah, I know. Right. And, uh, he's like, I can't say, uh, what ally it is. Cause it's a national security issue. I feel like you can, I feel like you can say what country it is that, mm-hmm. that this building might be in. You might not have to tell us where exactly this building is, but just tell us what country. I don't know. Maybe some geolocators so, can look. Yeah. So it. it's interesting. Some of these people on Reddit, they've been trying to find what country it could be. So they've just been randomly pointing at big ass buildings in different <laughs> U S allied countries. It was really funny. There's this, uh, there's this building in South Korea, which is like, they're like one of our biggest allies. Yeah. It kind of looks circular. And I'm like, bro, it's not going to look circular. Yeah, too. It's probably a bot, like a big square or like a, you know, it, it, a, I think it's probably just in a warehouse. Well, he said it's an archeological site and it's the UAP was giant, the size of a building. So they just built around it. So mm. if it's an archeological like site, how big, like and, a stadium or some shit, like a large building. That's what he said. Do you think it's and, like a proper building? Like up on top, they have offices, and on the bottom, <laughs> I think they could. He said they built around it. I don't know if that like, means. Do you they, think it's like an, in a city? It could be like one. Yeah. So one of the things uh, some people on Reddit are like, "Oh, there's this military base in Seoul." I'm like, and then it there was kind of big one. It was kind of circular, and they're like, "It could be this thing on top of the mountain in Seoul." But he also said something interesting. He said it was a part of an archaeological site, and then they just built. Uh, a military base or something around it. Inch, wait, hmm. what type of archaeological site? What do you mean? What type of archaeological? No, just something just, old they found in the ground and they couldn't move it. They found the UFO or that's yes. Okay. So that's the archae- like yeah. It's not like there was something else before the no. UFO. The UFO didn't crash. No, it wasn't like pyramids. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, you are obsessed with the pyramids. I am obsessed with the pyramids, man. You they know, weren't built by the aliens. I feel like there's something going on. There's like, there's a lot about the pyramids where apparently they used to be taller than they are. But that's they, just erosion. No, but like it, it's there's there's a bro. Look, they're a pyramid that you the, can see where it there, ends. There's a theory that like something crashed into it. I have <laughs> never heard this before, and I've heard all these things. No, I will pull it up. Please pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> oh, I am not Jamie, but I think we're running out of time today, so we'll we'll record it on the next one. But there there is like legit evidence. I like how we've gone from <laughs> plausible pieces of evidence. Hey, to you just said this one is more. Like, uh, not scientific facts, but just... No, the earlier part was scientific facts, but this part is more speculative, but... 
You said the UAP part was speculative. Yes, I mean, that's all the UAP part because we still don't know shit. Bro, I want to see a photo of them. I know you have them. I don't have that. How would you, they think, you think that they hired me? I think they censor you. You think they censored me? Okay, yep. fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, that's uh, our episode for today. You know, we discussed some plausible explanations for plausible uh, pieces of evidence we have for alien life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think uh, I think it's good to just keep grounded for a little bit uh, because people just think we have no evidence for anything, but we have pieces of unexplained evidence. And they're... It's, I think it's very hard for people to get behind it because it's like people, when you think of uh, like uh, extraterrestrial life, you just have this image right here pop in your head yeah but they could so, also just be microbes yes they could also most just life on earth microbes. is microbes true yeah but uh human beings i think are very centered around themselves and they think that they're if there's external life they they start thinking about like actual life okay but we're we haven't even like found evidence life. of microbial life so that's what it's we're a big trying deal to that's a big deal. I think be. that's just as big of a deal, and we should be discussing that more. Microbial yeah. life, because if we find micro- I sound dumb. <laughs> if we if we find microbial life on Mars, yeah, it means it's widely spread in the universe. I mean, I, if we find it on Mars, that means it's widely spread. How, well, how does that mean it's widely spread? Uh, how, because that means we because we've already found so much, so many different exoplanets similar to Mars or even more habitable than Mars in a bunch of different star systems. We found about 20,000 different exoplanets. In the last decade, we have found a lot more exoplanets. Yeah, exactly. And some of them are way more habitable than Mars. And if Mars has evidence of microbes, then these must have it. They must have it. Yeah. Yeah. The the conditions to, they just have to be perfect. I mean, no, I don't think they have to be perfect. Earth isn't perfect. Uh, Earth has a lot of things going for it. But what we're actually looking for right now, uh, they called it Earth 2.0. Basically an exoplanet that's better than the Earth. We don't know that. Right now we only know Mm. life exists on Earth. But But many scientists that are looking for exoplanets speculate that there could be plans better for life than Earth. So they're called Earth 2.0s. That's also possible. But yeah. So, you know, uh, we want to end this podcast on like a note being less speculative. But, uh, you know, I hope uh, this information uh, was really helpful. Yeah, man. You can use it as uh, at house parties to see more interesting. Uh, Won't make you you look crazy. It Um, might make you look crazy. No, this won't. This is actual scientific information. Won't make you look crazy. It might make you. Might make you look crazy. But my okay, let's let's <laughs> let's end it right there. But uh, other than that, uh, like, share, subscribe the pod, uh, or follow it on i on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. All that stuff it helps with the algorithm. And uh, email your congressional representative. And email us uh, 
asking. Uh, uh, yeah, e- please email us. Uh, give us some questions, things yeah. we could, should look into, or like stories if you have, or if like if you've seen it, if you've sighting, or all that. Because that's why I'm here. Because when this episode, I was kind of zoned out. I'm not gonna lie, because there's a lot of scientific fact that Samara threw at us. And if you're more in the camp of me where you like to hear about stories where people had sightings and all that stuff, and you know a story uh, of a sighting, email it to paranormalpundits at gmail.com. The pundit is spelled with a U. Uh, so paranormal, P-U-N-D-I-T-S at gmail.com. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Peace. Peace.